0: this is the pickle planet podcast with jenna and tosh sit back and get a drink let's talk about parenting and how to survive it hello and welcome to the pickle planet podcast i'm jenna morton and i'm tosh taylor and we are here with you again to talk all things new Brunswick one of
1: our favorite places to be, even though neither one of us are from here. (laughs) (laughs) Neither
0: one of us really have any option right now but to be here.
1: (laughs) That's so, so true. It's one thing that Jenna and I uh, have been talking about quite a bit is that uh, June, I usually go to Ontario for at least a week to see the family, take the kids home, and then Jenna, end of summer, goes back to Cape Breton for a little while too. And this summer, obviously, that's all up in the air. Yes, yeah,
0: which, uh, you know, it's a great opportunity. I I do love this opportunity to really focus on New Brunswick and to get to some of the places that have been on our list that, you know, just like everyone else, we're like, oh yeah, we're gonna do that someday. And someday just keeps getting pushed. But now, you know what, someday is now. We're gonna do this.
1: Yes, we are. And we always talk about like how proud you should be of your province, Um, because New Brunswick is like, it's just unbelievable. The more and more I learn about it, the more and more I fall in love every single day. And I know it's the right place. It's like, this is exactly where I was meant to be and where my kids were meant to be raised. And I hope that they grow up with the pride of this province that I have for it.
0: Well, and I think, you know, we've talked about this before. I think that's so important in terms of raising our families, you know, people talk a lot these days about, you know, the mental health challenges that we're seeing and the disconnect. And, you know, people are blaming technology a lot of the time and trying to figure out, you know, what's gone wrong. And I don't, I mean, obviously, there are some times when technology is not being used the way it should. And there's some issues with that. But I think a huge part of it is that connection that we've lost with the people around us and the places where we live and you know there's been oodles and oodles of academic research around this for decades I mean you look at some of the stuff you know in the big cities it's been there forever but I think this is such a great example for us all to really stop and go you know what yeah we really need to be proud of where we're from And understand that pride, know that pride deep within us to actually see the places where things happen and to see the natural beauty that's here and to learn the stories of, you know, the businesses and the inventions that have come out of this province just blow me away constantly.
1: So today's show is going to focus on um, what we're calling New Brunswick Tales and Trivia. Yeah, <laughs> I, I am kind of interested because I know you have some trivia questions for me. So I hope I don't fail them epically. But <laughs> yeah, that's all right. That's, I think it's kind of
0: part of the fun of it. I don't. I think if you always know the answers, trivia is not as fun, right? The idea is trying to to guess and trying to learn when you do trivia. Anyway, that that's what I feel. I don't know if everyone else feels that way, but when I play trivia-based games. Yes, it's that there's that, oh, I know that one, but it's also that like, oh, I didn't know about that. I want to find out more about this thing. And so we've kind of, I've, I've kind of alluded to it earlier uh, Mm -hmm. in earlier episodes, but what I've done with my spare time during the past 60 days which is there's, there's been no spare time but no. i had this like light bulb moment of something that i was passionate about doing and so i made some time to do it and i've been working on a trivia game about new brunswick and uh i'm gonna test it out on you <laughs> oh and so i'm excited is that is uh, uh the version of it right now the full version has uh 420 questions and is just ready to be copy edited and sent to the printer. And so hopefully, like in a month or so, I will get to a point where people can actually purchase this. Uh, But for now, it exists with me.
1: (laughs) I didn't realize you were that far. That's incredible.
0: Congratulations. Yeah, 420 questions. So there are in the actual game, there are six categories. Okay. And so the categories are firsts, because there's a lot of firsts that happen in this province. It's one of the, you know, advantages of being one of the first in Confederation and on the, you know, East Coast. True. (laughs) Uh, Odds and Ends, which is just all those fun little real trivial facts. Uh, Inventions and Innovations, you know, that is one of my favorite categories. Uh, People and Places, Arts and Entertainment, and Sports and Recreation. Oh boy, okay. So, what do you say we'll do? We'll do one card, so one from each category. Okay. Okay, okay, so got a trivia card, with the answers. Yeah. All right, so, ooh, we'll start with the firsts. When did New Brunswick become the first and only bilingual province in Canada?
1: Oh, in the 60s? Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 that's as close half as a I'm point. gonna get. <laughs> yeah, half a point. I feel like it's 67, but I might be off on that.
0: You are, at 69. Oh, so close. Remember last year, there was a lot of uh, talk around the 50th anniversary. That's right. Exact. So there we go. 1960. You got 60s. See, you're in the right ballpark. Okay. (laughs) When did Ganong start selling its Delecto box chocolates?
1: Okay. Well, uh, are they not the oldest chocolate manufacturer in the Maritimes? So early 1800s? I'm not giving you any years here, man. I love that part of Terville like, ah, I don't really know the answer, but I'm gonna guess, and I'm
0: gonna talk about what I do know. And so yes, they are one of the oldest. Like there's just so many things that is so fascinating and fabulous about Ganong and what they've done with the candy industry in North America, even right from here. So their finest chocolates is what the Delecto box is. So it's not one of their first products. It was kind of okay. along the way already. That came out Great in question. 1917. 1917. Okay. 1917 for the Delecto box, which you can still buy. I saw them yesterday when I was out getting groceries. Wow. Like, that's amazing. More than 100 years they've been producing this same product. Quality. incredible. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Now I'm going to go buy some. I
0: know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Here's a very, very fitting question since we're uh, playing a trivia game. Not quite trivia, but it's a game. What board game is said to have been invented in Shediac? In
1: Shediac? Yes. Oh, I know I know this. It's not trivial pursuit. It's nope. no, because that's like Montreal or something, wasn't it? No, I don't know. I pass. <laughs> Tell me.
0: You, if you'd been watching my Instagram's Instagram stories over the past couple days, we actually played it on the weekend. Oh shoot. Sorry. <laughs> <That's> alright. <laughs> I don't expect people to it's not part of the trivia game. But I uh, yeah. Scrabble.
1: Scrabble. what?
0: Scrabble. Yep. In nineteen twenty six, Edward R. McDonald. Granted, was granted a patent for a game that he called the crossword game and it's the basis it's the same idea as scrabble so the actual scrabble patent and you know all of that uh sits with someone else but previous to that the crossword game the precursor to scrabble shediak 1926 no way uh huh. See, cool things happen in New Brunswick, right? <laughs> That's incredible. I'm like gobsmacked by that one. <laughs> Scrabble was like my family's game growing up. Like, yeah. my, my extended family have massive, massive, serious Scrabble games. Like,
1: if your score was under 300, like, just go away. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Don't even try. I still play Words with Friends with my grandma on my on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> the basis of that. Started in chidiac in the
0: 20s. Unbelievable. I know, isn't it awesome? I love it. All right, so under the category people and places, okay. where can you find the largest tidal pool in the Western Hemisphere? Is it the just, reversing just falls? P- pick, a, pick a general area of New Brunswick. St. John. <laughs> Keep going, you have to go to Deer Island. Okay, Deer yes. Island for the largest tidal pool. Wow. Yep. Western Hemisphere, uh, Old South. That's what it's called. old sow <laughs> she does sound like a crank yeah <laughs> <laughs> it is on my list of places to get to I have not been there yet but it is uh, it's pretty high on my list and actually at breakfast this morning uh our daughter was saying when can we go to Grand Manan oh. like you know what that whole area like Deer Island Grand Manan
1: like that whole section is so high on my list of places I want to go I, we went up, um, I know you went to St. Martin's this weekend, and then we went um, Monday and did the parkway, and I said to Jason on the drive up, I said like, this year, I want to do like Campobello Island, Mm -hmm. born and raised New Brunswick, and he said, where is that? And I was like, somewhere up here. (laughs) Like, Like, yeah, he needs you. (laughs) In the (laughs) trivia game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So, cause our kids are like, they're beachcombers. That's what they like. They are rocks everywhere we go. We come home, like we walk out with arms full of rocks. And I think most kids are like that, but they come by it honestly. Cause I leave with pockets full of rocks too. So
0: <laughs> yeah, I managed to come home with one rock one piece of beach glass that was all and I think only one other rock and one shell actually made it all the way back with us when we went to St Martin so that's impressive because that beach is very rocky yeah oh, so many beautiful rocks especially like if you want to do like a rock garden or if you're the mm-hmm. type to like painted rocks all those smooth ocean rocks love them but no no you need to leave them here for other
1: people we don't need to take them yes we don't want to carry them <laughs> That's exactly it. Or waste more gas on the drive home because the car now weighs a hundred pounds more. (laughs) Yes. Um, So
0: we've got two more questions on this part. Let's go. Uh, So in arts and entertainment, which book earned David Adam Richards the 2000 Giller Prize? Don't know. No, not even going to attempt it. Mercy Among the Children, which I think was actually his first book that I read. I've re- wow. I haven't read all of his, I've read a few of them now, but I think that was the first one of his that I actually read, and probably because of the attention it got when he won the Giller Prize for it.
1: Where is he from? Someone's going to correct me if I say
0: exactly that where. <laughs> uh, it's more northern, most of his books are set in Miramichi, so I'm okay. going to say where he's from. <laughs> Someone's going to correct me because I'm probably wrong, but I know it's that area of okay. your brunswick and that's where his books are set. Um, and it's, it's really fantastic to get that sense of a place, right? I, we've talked about this before, too. I love reading books that are really set in a place to get that feel for it. And his are New Brunswick
1: books. I love that because I think that's one of my favorite parts of Anna Green Gable's you can picture yourself on the island when you're reading them, right? Like you can feel it all around you. So I, I can get that. It's the New Brunswick feel. Oh, that would be scrumptious.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Now, you, now you have some reading for the summer. You need to catch up on your David's Adams Richards. Okay. Um, who, yeah, he's just, oh, he's so fascinating to listen to. Uh, years ago when he was, uh, one of the featured speakers at the, uh, Fry festival, I got to go see him. That was the first time that I was really introduced to him. And that was, 15 years ago now yeah fascinating Um, and speaking of that uh, the other list that I'm trying to put together right now is uh, a list of books like New Brunswick set books specifically for the kids oh yeah because I think it's important for them to read more about where we're from so if anyone listening or watching has any really good suggestions of kids books that are set in New Brunswick I know of a few but I'm pretty sure there are more that I don't know about so I'm going to try to put together that list pretty soon and maybe uh, have a little summer reading list for the kids.
1: Yeah, awesome. That sounds fantastic. All right, you got one more question to fire at me there. I've
0: got one more. I love this one. Oh, this one. I don't know if you'll know it, but who was the first captain of a women's Canadian Olympic hockey team?
1: I was thought you were gonna say um, like I thought you were talking about Molly Cool there, the first female uh, yeah, ship yeah, captain. You're I thought that's <laughs> where you were going. There, there are definitely questions about Molly Cool in yeah. the trip. Yeah. um who I, i'm trying to think if i know any female new brunswick hockey players and i don't so olympic hockey player she was captain the first captain of a canadian women's
0: olympic hockey team and the only reason that i knew about her was because there was a poster up at the big stop in salisbury Sweet. because it's Salisbury's stacy wilson and that was and the 1988 olympics and she's from salisbury she's from salisbury stacy wilson and Check she was the captain out. Yeah, of the Olympic team, 1998. And there was, there uh, the big stop had like, they've got like half a dozen or more like local notable people that are, they've got this nice display done up. And that was, I remember, yeah, probably when we first moved here, seeing this picture of Stacey Wilson. And I'm sure anyone who, you know, because you and I didn't grow up here, we didn't know about that. But, you know, being the age we are, if we'd lived in New Brunswick at the time, I'm sure we would have known all about Stacey Wilson uh, probably you probably would have known about David Adams Richards mm-hmm. there's a lot of things when you don't live in a place that you don't necessarily know about it Th- but then there's it, yeah. a lot. there's there's also a lot in here that are you know more historical things that I've uh, I've had one or two other people who are from New Brunswick play it, and they're like ooh. some of those are rough some of those are just like who no. yeah <laughs> and uh Crystal that we had on uh last week yeah uh, on the podcast crystal shard uh, she and her her fiance played the game and it helped them win trivia night <laughs> no way <laughs> they played the game and then like the next week when they did uh hub city trivia it helped them win
1: <laughs> that's amazing go. look at you helping in more ways than one i love it <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool and i'm really proud of you i really think that that's going to be absolutely amazing thank you and i'm going to and- have the easy copy at my house <laughs>
0: I, I've thought about doing a kids version and i it, it's not going to be quite a trivia game because I don't think they, not as enough kids are interested in playing trivia games, but uh, I, I do have a simpler version of something in mind too that I'm not quite ready to share it yet, but maybe I'll tell you later.
1: Okay. <laughs> I like the inside information, that's for sure. So how about I tell you a tale? I would love that. Tom Collins, not just a drink, though, <laughs> though a yummy drink. Tom... Collins is actually somebody who was the only person ever hanged at the Albert County Museum which of course at the time was not the Albert County Museum it was the courthouse. Um Tom Collins was an English drifter that moved over here back in uh, 1907 kind of made himself a bad name when he moved here I suppose he just couldn't hold a job he would work um like all along like Harvey and all of the like shipyards that were all there the were, yeah, there was a lot of shipyards all down through the uh Riverside Albert area and, and Horton and all that stuff. And he couldn't keep a job because of his temper. He would get in fights with people. So there was a priest who I don't know really why he took him in and under his wing, but he did. So he took him in to work for him as like his, you know, his odd job guy. Tom here starts working for the priest, and like a week later. Um, Being like the only priest in the area, the priest has to leave to uh, go up to Elgin. So Tom is left at home with the maid of the priest, if you will, who also happens to be his cousin. So he leaves and she sends Tom off to go fishing, but Tom doesn't go fishing. Tom goes and he chats it up on the banks with people. And when he comes back, I'd say she probably was nagging him about the fact that he didn't catch an awful lot of fish. So she sent him down to the fire, like the fire pit to go chop some wood. Some say she must have followed him down there to continue nagging him along the way. I could see how tempers would get flared. You know, an older lady telling you what to do. Yeah. But then she was found with an ax in her head. Oh, kids aren't listening to this one today. Uh, (laughs) Might have to put a disclaimer up. So Tom took off. Tom took off running. Nobody actually knows to this day if he did it or not. I mean, the odds are pretty good, but he took off for some odd reason, heads in the way of Elgin. So who does he run into? The priest. (laughs) And tells the priest, oh, we've been robbed. We've been robbed, I came to get you. We've been robbed, you need to go back home. So the priest goes home and that's when they find his maid. Long story short, Tom ran. But for some, like, back then, you could have jumped on a ship and been gone. Yeah. But for some reason, he, like, went Elgin Way, went St. John Way, went St. Andrew, St. Stephen, and I believe it was St. Stephen where he was finally caught. And in his suitcase, which was, by the way, the priest's suitcase, <laughs> they found the priest stuff, they found uh, Mary Ann's stuff, and they brought him back to, to justice in Albert County, if you will. And he lived in the gallows for quite some time. And some say he still does. <laughs> there's lots of stories of Tom Collins still being at the museum, and lots and lots of stories of the museum and how haunted it still is today. No one knows for sure if Tom ever actually was the one that did it. That's fascinating, mostly because I—that's
0: one place I still haven't made it. I know, I me too. The museum, and I've—I've I've heard bits of this story before, and mm-hmm. it's just there's so many neat stories like that, and I think it's so fascinating to me to be in a rural area where people still feel very in touch with that idea that spirits linger and that you can still feel things and that you know there's there are these energies that are still around.
1: Well they say that that Tom was really kiddish, if you will, like he was a bit of a trickster and whatever. And a lot of things that happen at the museum are like the the lights get turned back on. Doors get open, music starts playing, things like that, like really kind of silly things to do. Turn off a light, you walk up a flight of stairs, turn back around, the light's back on kind of thing. So you got to run back downstairs and turn the light back off and whatever. Not a job for the ill at heart. I couldn't do that. I'd be like, peace <laughs> out. <laughs> Just one time.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think you'd have to be a very particular type of person to be able to work in an environment like that if you're noticing all these things happen
1: yeah hair pulling and yeah no just no no yeah that that one that one would freak me out like the lights and stuff you're
0: like oh i'm sure there's some technical it's an old building Mm.
1: yeah i know i know i know i know there's a a story that i was told of it was like the summer students last night on the job and he was sent upstairs to turn off the lights upstairs and i guess in one of the landings because again i haven't been there i apologize um there is like a record player and um as he walked down the hall like the arm moved and the record started playing i mean if you've ever used a record player you know you have to it's physically move yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so he ran back downstairs and he said to his boss he's like it's my last night you can't fire me i'm not going back up there <laughs> yeah so those are like there's some really really interesting stories i mean Hillsboro. there was a mastodon found in Hillsboro. Uh, which now lives at the New Brunswick Museum in, in St. John, which uh, I would love to go check out as well, because that, that's a pretty, quite literally large claim to fame. Yes. There's
0: also, there was a shark, a shark fossil that was found. Um, oh, no. Oh, I just I, I, I don't don't have the news it. in front of me. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I put out a call on the Pickle Planet Facebook page, probably maybe a little over a week ago now, asking for people's trivia about New Brunswick to see, you know, what might come out that I hadn't discovered already. And uh, Ben Bomo had mentioned about this uh, shark fossil. Uh, I would say it's a 400 year old. I, I have to go back and check. Whoa. I know I, I made a note of it to, to follow up, but uh, yeah, there's, there's been some really neat things that have been discovered here. And speaking of neat stories, have you come across the story yet of the Nazi spy who came ashore? Well, yeah. No, I haven't heard that. Yes. So uh, it's fairly well documented. Uh, so in 1942, U uh, boat came in to kind of, you know, like, I, don't, I guess you don't know, call it a harbor, into the strait, I guess, um, between New Brunswick and Nova Scotia down the St. John Digby corridor. The okay. U uh, boat came in and set off a, a, the lifeboat, and there was A couple of people in the boat, but only one of them was sent ashore. And then the others took the boat back. And uh, it was a German officer who was sent to spy. And he was sent with money and a transistor radio and, you know, uniform and then the civilian clothes to change into and all this kind of stuff. And so it was down in the St. Martin's area, which is why I found it really fascinating because we were both just down there. And then I happened to come across this story that I'm sure a lot of people in New Brunswick. Might already know it's been mentioned in like the National Post and it's been, you know, in Legion magazine. I found a few different uh, online articles about it. So this guy <laughs> is sent ashore, meant to be, you know, a German spy. He burns his German clothes and his transistor radio and buries them in the beach and walks into St. Martin's and then like bums around, chats people up, makes his way like into. Uh, on Quebec and Ontario, and it's two years later before he turns himself in. But he never like he, as far as the story goes, like he he didn't really spy. He just took the money he was given and went and lived a life for a couple of years in Canada. <laughs> and honestly, I can't say I, blame him. I can't blame him. you know what? And he turned himself in. Like, really? Yeah, but yeah, the the U boats. Like, and I think a lot of people who weren't alive at that point in time don't realize how much activity there was on the east coast of Canada. Right? Halifax was a major, major shipping hub. And there are so many stories of the U-boats that came, you know, well, Newfoundland, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, like they were all over the place.
1: Yeah. Incredible. Oh man, I just I could talk all day about this, but we have a limited amount of time. So we should wrap up the show today. (laughs) <laughs> yep. but before we go we do want to tell you about um jenna was talking about her her side gig that she's been doing there with the game which i can't wait to get my hands on a copy um but on top of it we have decided that this summer we're not going to take the summer off we usually take the summer off but this year we're going to do a cool little summer series focusing right here on new brunswick
0: yes staycation summer and yet yeah, we've got what i think eight episodes already lined up figured out what we're going to do and so we are going to bring you all kinds of fantastic details about other places that you're going to want to discover in New Brunswick and it's going to be So much fun. I can't wait. And uh, if you happen to be listening and you have, you know, a tourism related business or just a business in general that uh, you want to get in on uh, helping sponsor those episodes, reach out because the spots are filling up. And that's going to be the end of season two. Can you believe it? That summer series is going to wrap up the whole second season of the Pickle Planet podcast. And come the fall,
1: we're into season three. We're in season three. And believe you me, Jenna and I have some big plans. And for season three we do
0: so if you have any ideas about what you want to hear and what you'd like to uh to know more about on the podcast especially for our third season be sure to reach out you can find uh, pickle planet moncton facebook instagram send a direct message you can find tosh taylor same thing facebook Mm -hmm. instagram send us a message let us know what you love about the show what you'd like to hear more of, and uh, we're gonna keep all that good stuff in mind as we plan ahead for the summer staycation series and
1: season three. And season three, awesome. Have yourselves a fantastic week. Thanks for listening and for watching.